welcome back to the Highway to Health podcast. And thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. In this episode of the podcast, we'll be joined by Kimberly Kay, who is a certified personal trainer and functional nutritionist specializing in gut rehabilitation. Kimberly will be talking to us about how our organs are interconnected and the positive impact that good microbes can have on our bodies. Dave Nemo will be your host for this edition of the Highway to Health podcast. And now let's hand it off to Dave for his feature interview with Kimberly Kay. Kimberly, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year to you. You are a vocalist in Loose Cattle, and some of our listeners might have seen you guys someplace around the country. I sure hope that they have. I hope they get to in the New Year. But yeah, everyone in New Orleans is a musician on top of what they do, right? Pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) We've talked about the gut in terms that are not complete, I think, up until maybe the last several years, at least around here. And that is the idea that the fact that we've always thought that everything in our bodies, our minds and physical actions comes from the top down. In other words, it all starts in the brain and our brain tells everything what to do and it does it. And now we are understanding that unlikely as it seems, that old thing about my my gut's telling me this and my gut says that is true and what it's mm-hmm. saying is directions and instructions to the brain and then the brain kind of translates that and sends it down through the nerves into the muscles wow what a complete change of direction and change of perspective absolutely it's a really exciting time to be working in healthcare and working with patients We've been comparing the microbiome science that's coming out to like the space race of decades ago where we're really, really excited because we now have a lot of information about how your organ systems work, how neurotransmitters work, and how your gut and your immune system are talking to all of these other parts of your bodies. And it is as exciting as sort of being like, well, oh, we could go to the moon or, oh, we could go to Mars. We're waiting for science and our dreams about what we could do with that science to become an actual reality. One of the things, of course, that I know you are well aware of is the fact that our listeners here on Road Dog are pretty much at the moment in a truck or just got out or just about to get in a truck, but they'll be in a truck today somewhere or another, bouncing up and down the road in pretty much luxurious surroundings in terms of suspension and seats. And Bose even has a seat that was talked about this last Thursday on the show about the fact that Bose uses the same science and technology in a sense, to negate road vibrations just like they do with their noise-canceling headphones. Is that amazing? That's the good news. The bad news is you're in the lap of luxury just sitting there, (laughs) putting on some weight. It's not necessary to do that, and it's not just about eating less and eating less. It's about eating right. Is that a good place to start that portion of this discussion? It's such a great place to start, and it's true. Years ago, we used to tell people, and it's sort of unfair that so many people were given this kind of generalization, but it was calories in, calories out, right? So if you just count calories, and if you just burn the right amount of calories, you'll be fine. And now we know, part because of microbiome health and research, that it's not actually true. Your microbiome, combination of bacteria and fungi and yeast and even viruses that live in your digestive tract, which 
for listeners. Remember, your digestive tract actually starts with your mouth, so your oral health matters tremendously, and your microbiome health as well, and your gut health. But we know that this combination of little buggers living in our intestines, they don't just help break down our food. They also control things like how that food is going to be used as fuel. So one example is there's a strain of bacteria called Acromantia, and that helps regulate people's blood sugar. What we see in some people with type 2 diabetes, diabetes that comes on later in life is not an autoimmune disease, is that a lot of people who have type 2 diabetes are missing the strain of Acromantia entirely, or they have too little of it. So you can actually give some type 2 diabetics, not all, but some supplemental Acromantia-based probiotics and then feed them prebiotic fibers. These are the fiber that shows up in your favorite plant foods that bacteria like to also eat. And you increase their Acromantia and suddenly their blood sugar starts to drop. Because their blood sugar starts to drop, now they're starting to lose weight. Now the exercise and the caloric restriction they might have been doing is yielding benefits that it didn't earlier. And sometimes you talk to people who have just think, I'm starving myself and I'm not losing any weight. Sometimes we test their gut and we go, oh my God, you're missing certain strains of bacteria that you need or you might have a gut infection. As a result of that gut infection, now this person is holding all of this kind of painful and uncomfortable inflammation in their pelvis. Sometimes they think they have a fat belly and it turns out they just had a water belly. You have to treat that belly that gut microbiome to get that belly to slim down. It's fascinating. Such a nerd for this stuff. <laughs> well, I'm a nerd for cliches. So if the <laughs> adage, you can't judge a book by its cover is true here, you can't just look at somebody's belly and say, hey, that guy eats too much or she ought to lose some weight. There's a lot going Absolutely. on in there that nobody really understands fully at this point. But I wanted to ask you something here because I wrote it down. I hope I can still pronounce it. Acromancia. Acromancia. Good job. Acromancia. I've never heard of that. I don't think any of our listeners has ever heard of that. How long have we known about Acromancia? Is it a relatively new discovery or is it something that's been on the shelf for a long time and we just didn't know what it was doing? What's the history of that, if you can shed some light? Because it's kind of interesting that we're learning about some things that obviously have been around since humans have been around, right? right. Are we just now discovering some new things that we didn't know were there? Yes, the short version is yes. To answer your question, microbiologists and really smart people with chemistry degrees that I don't have have known about acromancia as a microbe for a very long time. But it wasn't until more recently that people working in labs started taking poop samples, intestinal biopsy samples from people, pulling the bugs out and sort of seeing, well, okay, here's how this bug works. Now, what does it do once you put it back in the body? It's only within the last couple of years, I want to say within the last two to three years that there was a product that was a result of this sort of more holistic looking at microbes and what they do in the body. So the Acromancia supplement being that example, that good probiotic. It's a company called Pendulum that has the patent for it right now, I believe. Pendulum Probiotics makes the Acromancia supplement. It's not a plug. I have no relationship with Pendulum. This brave, new, almost like NASA-like exploration we're doing into the microbiome, it's very new, and that's why it's so exciting. You're listening to the Highwood Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. 
If you would like to stay up to date on what's happening with Radio Nemo, please visit RadioNemo.com. You'll see the latest on the Dave Nemo Show, Dave Nemo Weekends, and the Tim Ridley Show. RadioNemo.com also has a blog section with news and notes from around the trucking industry. That web address is again RadioNemo.com. Now, folks, if you'd like to go further down the highway to health, we'd like to invite you to listen to The Dave Nemo Show on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. The trip down the highway to health on The Dave Nemo Show happens every Tuesday morning from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Now let's get you back to this edition of The Highway to Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Kimberly Kay is with us on Highway to Health. Kimberly, last month we looked at air brakes on our series called Maintenance Matters with T.A. Petro. We were talking about the air side of the brake, and you said something about the mouth being part of our gut. And that is like the air filter at the front end of an engine, pulling air in from the atmosphere. That right there can make or break an engine or a brake system. And oral health is of extreme importance. It's not just in terms of your mouth and your gums and your teeth, but everything through your body. So thanks for making that point. The other thing I wanted to ask you, though, is I've heard of the microbiome now having some weight and also being like an organ unto itself and should be classified as an organ. How far off base is that? You have to think about things as systems, right? You've just made a great example. Your listeners work in these finely tuned machines that are an entire system of things doing different jobs with a shared goal. So if you think about the microbiome as I am a system with a job within a larger system with a job and all of these systems together share an important objective, which is getting from point A to point B. I think that that is a really strong argument for, yeah, the microbiome could be considered its own organ system, but it's not static. So the thing that makes it different from a typical organ or our idea of an organ is that when you're born with your heart outside of certain surgical procedures, your heart, it's got valves, it's got tissues here, it's got veins here, it's got arteries here. That's how it's built. Your microbiome is something that while you're born with it, you can change it. You can change it without surgery. You can change it without having to go in and do invasive tinkering or mechanics on it simply by changing your stress levels, changing what you eat, being more mindful about what you put into that microbiome, and also being really thoughtful about things like sleep and exercise. So I hope that makes sense, that there's things that are static, and then there's things that are changeable. And if your definition of an organ is, hey, I can't really change this without doing surgery, then it doesn't fit. But if you're thinking about it as a system with a job doing something important within a larger system, then it totally fits that definition. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, thank you for that. So almost a borderline kind of an ethereal organ in a sense, I guess you might mm-hmm. say. <laughs> yeah. Diabetes, dementia, Parkinson's, things like that are mentioned in the notes here that you were kind enough to send down. So I thought mm-hmm. maybe we might touch on some of those because, again, it's all about connecting dots. And there are dots that need to be connected that we didn't even think were there before now. Mm-hmm. Well, for so many years, the advice that people were getting, especially adults, especially adult men, was you just got to lift weights, 
and you got to exercise and you, you're going to eat enough protein. And like, if you do that, you're healthy. And if you don't achieve health doing that, then you've done something wrong. You must be sneaking snacks. It was very shame-based, like, oh, you failed. And now we know that things are a lot more nuanced. Most things in life and in health are not binary. They're not one thing or the other. So now we know that there's absolutely genetic components to certain acquired illnesses or diseases like you've listed, your Parkinson's, your dementia, but also your type 2 diabetes, your autoimmune diseases, your cancers. Some of that is genetic. Some of it's epigenetic. So there's genes, which are sort of static. And then there's epigenetics, which is, well, we can actually change how our genes signal by changing how we live. So your genes might say, hey, I'm likely to get this disease because it runs in my family, but I can do something about that likelihood and lower it from, say, a 30% chance to a 15% chance. And then there's all of this stuff happening in the microbiome that we're learning about now. And it is really fascinating to see the changes in patient outcomes that we're having now in 2024. 20 years ago, 10 years ago, and even five years ago, we had a much more negative outlook on certain patient outcomes than we have now that we know, hey, there's a real measurable change that you can make in how your body functions. If you just be more mindful about, hey, I got to take care of this gut, this microbiome that I have, if I actually take care of this, I can lose weight. I can decrease my likelihood of getting certain horrible degenerative diseases. I can slow down the progression of certain diseases and conditions I already have. I can optimize my workouts. I can do better in the bedroom. Like all of these things are connected to gut health. It's just a matter of, well, knowing what to do about that. It's interesting listening to you. I just came up with another parallel if I can. I always try to do that. But in the wonderful world of trucking, the WWT as we call it, all talk is about automation now. And of course, we have telematics where truck engines can tell that an injector is going bad before a driver Mm -hmm. could know about it. It will talk to the home office. The home office will talk to a shop. The shop will talk to the driver and the driver will drive the truck in and get it fixed. The roads are talking to vehicles. Vehicles are talking to one another. Everything's talking out there. And we have no problem understanding that these machines are talking to one another. But something just dawned on me while you were talking (laughs) about (laughs) what's going on in our bodies. If we aren't surprised or if we're going along with the idea that machines are talking to one another, why can't we understand that the organic flesh and blood entities in our body are talking to one another? I think that's a hurdle that we've got to jump over. It's a wonderful analogy, though. You've summed it up perfectly. It's interesting that it's easy for us to understand that all of these different things need to communicate with each other and actually do. We participate every day, regardless of what your job is. Whether you're a trucker or you're an office worker, you understand that there's a lot of different offices, a lot of different pieces all talking to each other. Your body is the same. Your microbiome is using your vagus nerve, which is the 10th longest cranial nerve. So there's your brain, there's these little pentacle squid things coming out the bottom of it. Those are these important cranial nerves. Your vagus nerve is the 10th and longest one of those, and it connects through your thyroid, down your throat, into your heart, into your lungs, into your intestines, into your kidneys, and then into your sort of sex organ area. And all of these organs that I just named are using this superhighway to communicate with each other. It's not just, hey, the information goes from the brain down, like you said. It's your gut is sending information up the other side of this highway, and so are these other organs. So your microbiome in your intestines influences how your heart works. There is a microbiome in your lungs. 
there is a microbiome in your bladder. So there's all of these little home offices or different specialty areas, and they're all talking to each other, and they're coordinating how your body's going to function every day. And the cool thing is, is that while it doesn't always feel this way, especially when we're trapped in a truck cab and we're feeling like, oh, I can't move around as much, or I've got 8 to 12 hours of something today that I don't really have control over, we are still the CEO of our body. So if we want to make a change so that whole system functions better, we can do that. We are the boss. It just doesn't always feel like it in the moment. We just have a couple of moments left here, Kimberly, before we run out of time. Mm -hmm. And I want to switch gears completely, go into a completely different lane, because I know it's something that you deal with all the time with patients, and that is back problems, skeletal problems, neck problems. I'm sure on the website you've got a lot of good information there that folks can get. Absolutely, yeah. The good news is that, especially with herniated discs and sitting all day and compressing, like, excruciating, it really affects quality of life. I'm sure your listeners already know that just having that sort of nagging back pain sort of drains your energy pool. Like, you can do nothing, but your back pain can nag at you enough that you just feel exhausted by the end of the day. But there's certain stretches that doctors recommend and PTs recommend that can be great. But there's all kinds of movement and solutions, whether it's tennis balls under one hip so that you're taking pressure off of certain nerves, whether it's changing the way that you eat so that you're less inflamed, so that there's less pressure on those pain signals altogether. There's a lot of stuff that we can do beyond just, well, my PT says do this, my doctor says I need surgery. And I like to talk about that on my Instagram, on my threads and on my Patreon because I'm a back pain sufferer myself. I'm a purple belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. A lot of people decided that they're going to torque my back, choke me, or do interesting things to my spine over the years. So I'm both a practitioner and a patient in that place, and it interests me a lot. That is chiropractic from hell, huh? <laughs> yeah. If your chiropractor does jujitsu on you, that's not the right fit. Don't go see that person anymore. <laughs> well, we'd love to have you back, and maybe we can run down that lane about skeletal health, maybe some of the ideas, and maybe take some calls from some drivers, too, on some tips on how to feel better and live better out on the road, because trucking is a lifestyle. Yeah, it, goes it is well a lifestyle, that. and we want to make sure that that lifestyle feels good for people, even though it's challenging. Kimberly K. everybody. That closes out this edition of the Highway to Health Podcast. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Now, folks, you can always find the Highway to Health Podcast through Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. And let's tell you about a few of the outlets where the podcast is available. You can listen to all of the episodes of the Highway to Health Podcast through our website. Or you can subscribe to the podcast through all of the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. The Highway to Health Podcast is a production of Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo.